You sound great. You're on Thanks. 3G? Yeah. What's happening? Uh, Virgin's out again, mate. <sighs> yeah. Not not fixed until 2.15, they reckon. What's going on there, then? Don't know. Um, mm. But I, I've just... I, I've just been on the phone to uh the virgin business people to get to get me some of that sla mm. that service level agreement there and uh, and also um triple my broadband no more than trip no bleh, more than double my broadband speed uh and give me more upload so that'll be good okay so we, we shall see but that'll take ages mm. i worry about virgin i've historically had issues with 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 virgin um which have essentially um been best described by them not exactly playing straight with me about oh, no what the problems are that are happening in their network mm. now it may be different for you now mm. they may have changed their practices but <laughs> they were a bit dishonest with me back in the day oh dear mm. well they yeah. basically i I'm, i've never been interested in bt uh, just because I like proper uh, proper fiber as opposed to dial up, um, mm-hmm. and and so I've always like for me Virgin's the best game in town, and they can be what they are, but I will prefer actual broadband as opposed to dial up any day. So mm-hmm. um, I don't want broadband that has to come through a phone line because that's not broadband to me. That's just like not good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that may be outmoded thinking that may be um, I'm sure that they've upgraded their network and I'm sure it's lovely now and it's it's actually whatever but um, no I'll, I'll always prefer a proper coaxial cable and all that kind of stuff because it's it has historically in all my experience always been better mm. yeah no I mean I think you, you, when you look at when you look at what's on offer it's it's better it's cheaper it's faster it's all it's all those things um but they so to tell the story in the shortest way without it being too too boring um when we were having problems with them they just kept going oh you have a broken router we will send you a new uh. router and they kept doing that and they kept doing that and they kept doing that until eventually i demanded an engineer mm-hmm. and the engineer knocked on my door i opened the door and he said i'm not taking my shoes off <laughs> i was like what he's like I, I know what the problem is in your house and you keep getting sent routers and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, mm, yeah, the call center are, are lying to you. I'm sorry about that. Ooh. The problem is with network infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone over the contention on the, um, on, on the next sort of junction box to your right. house. And until they drop a hundred grand and buy a new one, right. You're going to have crap provision. And I don't know when that's happening. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, sorry, mate. Damn. And then I Googled it and uh, there were loads of people having this problem all over the country mm-hmm. um, because essentially what they had to do was they have to put a piece of infrastructure in place and then hope they fill it. Yes. Yeah. And, that's um, they and they go until it's full and the, uh, the, the sort of the level at which they then invest in the next piece of infrastructure didn't leave a lot of redundancy for anyone. And therefore there was no, no internet for anybody. Yeah. My, my parents where they were, uh, they were having, problems because they were just a little bit too far from the from the nearest junction mm-hmm, right. uh, and and there was there was nothing they could do because they're like well you know you're just at the end you're you're right at the end of, of where are our, our other junction boxes mm-hmm. um and it's a tough titty for you fish face mm. to quote a film so i mean i think that's that's something that if if we were going to speak for the bt open reach whatever they're called 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the network rather yeah. than the, yes. um, the suppliers who sit on top of it. Um, I think perhaps because they're a bit more regulated, mm. the promises are a little bit more promising. Yes, um, <laughs> I could see that. And unfair. they wouldn't they wouldn't leave you right at the end of the of a network and say, yeah, but you're right at the end of the network, so you're buggered. They'd say, oh, we can't advertise this to you because you're too far from the network, and they yes. they'd set the cutoff point. Um, at a more acceptable distance, yeah, um, and, and and things like that. Mm. So tell me, Virgin, right? Mm. Um, ha- have they yet got to the point where you don't have to really moan and whinge and just be a pain in their ass to get them to give you broadband without a phone? Oh God, I I haven't even. I haven't even tried because um, you know you made the point of of it's not it's not a telephone company it's a fiber company yeah and so phone is a, is a is an application they can run on their network but they've always traded on on the fact that people go oh we're going to have internet I need to have a phone so they've always demanded you have a phone bundle mm-hmm. um, and uh, that was another problem I had with them um, it was a problem that I won mm-hmm. but I was like I literally don't use a landline. Yeah, I haven't even bothered fighting that fight. So I'm not paying you £9 a month for a landline. And they were like, mm, well, you know, you kind of have to. I was like, pretty sure I don't, do I? And they were like, mm, no, you don't. Should we take that off your bundle? Yep. <laughs> Good fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have my annual scrap with them for whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, and generally, generally speaking, if you haggle with them, you, you do get what you want. Yeah. Like the kind of phone them up and say, hello, I'm a long-established customer. I want yes. a new customer deal. And they go... Uh, but they're for new customers. I'm not, yeah, not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want the thing that you're advertising and I yep. don't care about my status as a customer. And they um, go, oh, yep. all right then. Uh, that that kind of thing, I think, um, when I've when I've rung them up for things before, I've, I have tended to to do well. Like I, I ran, because I went through a period of um, disconnecting my TV and uh, not not to be a hipster, it was it was literally <clears throat> most of my TV was coming through the internet, so there was no point, you know. And and I missed a couple of shows. Like um, this was before Dave got their um, TV player thing sorted. So yeah, they're on UK UK play, aren't they? Yeah, um, uh, before the UK TV player thing uh, got sorted. So this is like 2013, and. Um, so there were there were like Dave Dave Gorman's Modern Life is Goodish was a show I missed and and um, as much as I I am uh, a, a fan of the golden age of television I also still like I'm a celebrity get me out of here and and I was missing that um, but it was mainly because like I was just sitting in front of the telly and uh, it's sort of aimlessly just flicking through the channels and I, I recognised that as not being a a positive thing and when mm. i rang them up they were actually pretty good and they ended up giving me some some pretty sweet money saving deal uh to to get in fact they said look we're not going to take your tv completely away but you'll have it for free um so you can keep the box and keep all the stuff and you'll have mm-hmm. you know you'll have the basic package of things and then we'll knock like 40 quid off the i can't remember what it was but it was something quite substantial um mm-hmm. off the price of your bill and uh, and that was great and i just disconnected the v plus box as it was then yeah good good story i never uh, i never got as far i never stayed with them as long as having the kind of v plus pvr thing oh, um, right. I, I, I wonder i wonder how useful a pvr is now in the modern day i'm not sure still useful um is it yeah uh, because there's there's so much TV that it's just easier to just go blip and and record. Mm. 
because we're not in this stage yet where because uh, you know it's it's mainly british telly um british telly doesn't fall off the back of lorries quite so easily um especially non mainstream big budget bbc shows they don't tend to fall mm. off the back so easily so uh, for those kind of things, and the interfaces for everything other than the BBC are horrible, because all of the other interfaces are more interested in serving ads to you than they are in actually serving the program. So, like the technology involved in making sure the ad is displayed is is really mm. good, and then the technology to actually stream the program is not so mm. good. I'm uh, going to I'm going to defend 4OD or whatever it's called now. What are they calling 4OD now? Dim- no, yeah, uh, for, uh, all four. More, all four. All four. I'm going to I'm going to defend all four as uh, an interface and um, as being a little bit more respectable about the way it serves ads. Have they still got that silly restriction? Uh, from the 2000s about oh, no, I think they've got rid of this now about throwing it up to a TV. Uh, so yes, now. Uh, now I've got um, my new TV as a smart TV and it has the apps all built oh, into well, it. I'm no, lo- I'm no <clears> longer <throat> slinging from my phone to my Apple yep. TV. Uh, yeah, the the everybody apart from the BBC. They, they, um, Channel 4 went backwards and forwards with it. Sometimes it was on and sometimes it wasn't. But there's this oh, it might depend on the limitation where for some reason you can watch the program on your phone. Yeah. Or... Um, or you can get your laptop and plug it into your TV as a yeah, monitor. I did that. But if you have the technology to beam from a phone, uh, from a phone to a set top box, so um, uh, is it Android TV? Is that what they call Google? Uh, uh, Chromecast. Chromecast. So if you have a Chromecast or, a, or an Apple TV, um, most of the TV services in the UK, because of some draconian piece of legislation, are blocked from sending it. And that is that's just. That's well, just there's, I mean, there's a couple of things there because um, you have to optionally add Chromecast. And so I can I can almost, well, I can forgive a company for being late to that game, whereas you actually have to actively block AirPlay. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's if it's video on an iPhone, it's just it, AirPlay is an option. So you actively have to get in the way of the AirPlay to stop it. And mm-hmm. I think for Channel 4, it is probably a function of them not really owning any of their content because they pretty yeah. much license everything. Um, mm-hmm. And buy it from everyone. So because that they can't, if they can't work out those license deals, then yeah, if it looks like, yeah, it's so yeah, it is very strange. I mean, the the BBC were there for a little bit, but they they got they got their act together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the the ITV player and and things like that just I oh they're they're horrid. Um, and you know you often find that you're about five seconds away from an ad break, and so. Mm. That then it'll come up with the ad because it's like oh it's ad time it's not ad time yet pay mm. more attention to showing me the program we'll worry about your business model later that's fine but mm. I'm here to watch a television program so let's deliver that first once you've got that sorted then you can worry about your little ads anyway what what a number of them do is regardless of when you join a transmission they pre-roll an ad and you you can get in the position where you'll switch on the app. Get a pre-roll ad break, then get maybe thirty seconds of your TV show, and then the broadcast transmission will have an ad break. So you get another ad break, and you're like, "Yeah." Uh, <laughs> uh, or, or if you try and fast forward through a program, oh god, get don't. a pre-roll. Oh god, don't no, don't do it. Then you'll skip a chapter. Then yep. you'll get another ad. Uh, mm. No, never touch, never touch the controls. 
No. No, no you know, you, know you, you don't want to do that. Oh. And if you try multitasking on an iPad... No! Uh, <laughs> often, I mean, often you can't even multitask. Often you can't let the display go off. Yeah, yeah. Because if the display goes off, then it's like... And then you start the program up again, and it's like, oh, it's ad time. Yeah. It's not... I just, oh. So I, I do remember sitting... This was a few years ago, but I do remember sitting... Throwing something up from Channel 4, I think it was, and just having to periodically, every minute, just tap my phone mm-hmm. so that the screen didn't go off, so that it wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so bad. But look, we've, we've, come, we've come a long way um, in, quite a short, in quite a short space of we time. We really have. Um, I remember this would be within the past six years. I remember um, on Christmas Day... Um, putting josh when he was when he was little to bed on christmas christmas day evening and his bedtime would always clash with the um doctor who christmas special oh no right so we would always be like okay that's cool we can chill we can just watch it on catch up Mm -hmm. and um it would be finished or finishing just as we finished putting him to bed and the program wouldn't be available on iplayer straight away and now oh, yes. you could just go, well, I'm here now. Start this show from the beginning. But back then That's you awesome. had to wait until they got the program, loaded it onto, onto the iPlayer, despite the fact that they already had it banked up in their transmission software um, <clears throat> uh, at, at the head office. It <laughs> was quicker to go onto BitTorrent. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Because people would be, as a point of pride, trying to get rid of the show first onto onto the forum. Um, and uh, without even being a premium BitTorrent member, I could actually get a BitTorrent rip uh, downloaded into my laptop and be watching it. And uh, I think for the, for the two or three years when this was the case, we'd finished watching it from a BitTorrent before it even got loaded onto the iPlayer. <laughs> so, you know, we yeah. have come a long way. That is, yeah, that, yeah. Is a, that is a six-year history uh, where now, if you miss the start of it, you can just resume Yeah, um, from, the, from the beginning. And that's, 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 that's pretty cool. It is. It is very we, cool. We are lucky. I was on the um, – I was invited to be part of the iPlayer um, beta uh, wow. Back in 2005, before it was called iPlayer. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and I, I got the software, and they they invited me to a focus group. But the day it happened, uh, it was impossible to go anywhere because it was just it was horrible weather. But um, I, I, I was on the old BBC media. I don't know what it was called. Um, and it was this awful, I mean, it was it was desktop software it was it wasn't a web yep. interface and so you'd have to download this this clunky horrible beige app mm-hmm. uh and i think you i don't even know if they could stream then um no it was free download wasn't it yeah i think i think you were you were having to download and um yeah you'd have you'd have the program sitting there and it was yeah it was quite a nice little um this, you know i as as someone who sort of likes to see what the BBC is up to and supports the the BBC for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I like those little things. Like I remember l- uh, listening to BBC seven when it was um, BBC network Z. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was a couple of years before that. And there was a time cause I used to listen to that when I was at work and it was, it was a great little thing that you could have on at work because you'd get around lunchtime, you'd get all the old radio comedies uh, that I enjoyed. Um, and and then you get a, you know a little drama and all that kind of stuff and they had quite nice little presenty bits and it was 
Yeah, it was a good station. And now it's not even BBC Seven anymore, isn't it? Now it's um, Radio 4 Extra. Oh, is it? Is it yeah, it I think I think that's what it is now. It's a different thing. Is it basically the same programming and same remit? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, it's the catch-up. It's the UK gold of um, stations. UK Like, uh, uh, the UK TV thing, they went through so many weird rebrands and things and and i one of the 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 best ones was because they had a a channel called g2 which is now what dave is Mm -hmm. and the full name of the channel if you got the plus one was uk tv g2 plus one which is the most insane name of a channel i've ever known uk tv g2 on its own is ridiculous yeah anyway so um but yeah yeah. no um Mm, yes no, the, the the iPlayer thing though, it's you know that sounded like a ball ache what you, you went through to, to to use the app back in the in the two two thousand in the noughties. Yeah, but of course then um, it was and, and we can well exactly and, yeah. and, and then there's me complaining about a few years ago when stuff wasn't on it immediately. Yes, um, you really have to take the steps, don't you? You how really quickly, really do. How quickly we we become entitled, you know, it kind of blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, and I'm just also thinking, like you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big, big um, Christian Ritter dot gif eyeball roller of, yeah. of, of things. Uh, you you know that gif, don't you? Yes. <laughs> um, and it would be very, it would have been very, very easy in the 2000s to be like, oh, look at this garbage. <laughs> um, so we mm, probably uh, there's a little lesson for me there as a point of reflection. I need to, I need to be less of an eyeball roll, eyeball roller. I just probably need to let things kind of take a little bit of time and unpack a bit. Um, we're all too quick to criticise, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's because I think we adjust to norms very quickly. And yeah. I, th- I think those people who are maybe technically minded, I think, probably do. And so we mm. take things for granted very, very, very quickly. And and Louis C.K., who we're you know, no longer uh, allowed to, to speak of, did a bit where he talked about people complaining about you know weird little things with their smartphones and and every so often you it is really valuable to actually go you've got a a screen and a computer in your hand that is the you know the the width of a couple of pound coins and it weighs nothing i mean really and it can do these amazing things and it can connect you to anyone in the world and can deliver you any information anywhere and you complain because uh I don't know the the top and the bottom bars are being cut off because an app hasn't updated or you have to copy and paste a password and it's like get some perspective and and as as I don't know I I just think it is genuinely as glib as that is yeah. as a phrase it really is actually amazing to to stand back and go I'm complaining because this one this this last mile of 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 cabling virtual cabling doesn't work but there are these thousands of kilometers that uh, that we've traveled and mm. th- these amazing things that we've done uh, that that are packed into these devices and you know we complain because a spinny wheel spins for a little bit too long it's yeah it's crazy i had uh, i had a, a similar one to that with with my watch last last year and i i've, t- I've told this story before i'm not sure if it was to you or if it was on uh, on a on a different podcast but um sat around the table at christmas last year and everybody had had new watches they all had their uh, their Fitbits and their smart watches and things like that. And I was wearing um, my old Garmin watch. Mm. Um, and, and all my old Garmin watch did 
was um, speak to satellites in space <laughs> and find out where it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all my watch did, Mark. <laughs> and I yeah. felt like such a loser. Yeah, that's all, you know, yeah. And, and not even 10 years ago could you have something that, that light, that, well, not even 10 years ago could you have something that would be considered wearable that would be able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, now I've got bit. something with a slightly smaller form factor that that talks to satellites in space and talks to my watch in my pocket. So progress is being made. <laughs> this, we're getting there bit by slow bit. Um, speaking of progress, you've been doing some VR. Uh, yeah. So this is um, this kind of picks up on something we've talked about a lot on Leopard, um, where we've been... Mocking uh, me for going on a virtual reality roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I did... Um, uh, around about this time last year, I booked an escape room for my good friend Carl because it was his 40th birthday. Oh, cool. Um, I couldn't, couldn't think what to, what to get him, so I took him on a mandate. Um, I took him to an escape room and bought, bought, bought him lunch and called him the next day. <laughs> 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 no, uh, so we did an escape room and it was really, really good fun. And um, he decided that one of his friends, as one of his friends was coming down for his birthday this year, uh, for the less illustrious 41th. Hmm. Um, he decided that we'd uh, we'd go we'd go to an escape room. So his fiance, uh, his his friend, and me uh, were all booked were all booked into this place. And I didn't realise until the last minute that it's a VR escape room. Wow! So escape rooms, if you've not done them, are um, you get you get literally get locked in a room, and it's like uh, a crystal maze mystery room. So there's kind of like, you know, search the place, try and find some clues, try and put some things together. It's basically uh, Saw without the fear of impending death. Yeah, yeah. And the one the one that we did uh, last year was very uh, Saw-like mm-hmm. in that there was a, uh, a video feed of a, of a hostage. <laughs> oh, wow. Who was going to get who was going to get killed if we couldn't, like, get through this asylum uh, to find her. And there were a series Sweet. of in- series of rooms all locked together that we had to kind of progress progress through and it was it was pro- it was pro- properly good and lots of fun but yeah this was a v this was the same thing but in vr mm-hmm. um wow it was really really good fun and it is the only um protracted experience of, of vr i've had other than somebody putting an oculus rift on my head and going look there's yeah. oculus rift can i ask a dumb and then me standing there for 10 seconds and then going oh that was fun thanks can i ask a dumb question yeah are you in a room with other people Yes. Can yes. the VR system see the other people? Yes. Wow. It was amazing. That is um, amazing. It was very much uh, Red Dwarf Back to Reality, like yeah. sat in a, a sparse room, all sat on chairs, or actually possibly possibly more Gunman of the Apocalypse. Okay. Because it was kind of like we're, we're kind of sat there and we think we're in the same space and we're probably yes. sitting in a car pretending we're driving. Um, oh, so you're sat was, down. in Back to Reality? I can't remember. Uh, that was in Back to Reality as well. There were three levels to Back to Reality, weren't there? Oh, is that the one with um... the despair squid? Yes, and and yes, I was I was I was thinking of uh, Barry. Yes, we're long. We're, Barry, we're, we're, we're far into the, far into the weeds on this yes. one, but basically, yeah, we were sat in, in a room, um, and if you'd put a camera on us, you'd have seen us waving our hands around, acting like absolute. That was the thing. But so no. you're not you're not getting up and walking around. That was the thing I was thinking about. No, so this right. this thing story is that you are um, projected into an avatar in a space station, right? Uh, which is this um, this this robot avatar, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it can fly, and it can shoot lasers, and it can pick things up using telekinesis, which is a, a good game mechanic for to say like sit down and be safe. Yes, 
but move things and shoot things and yeah, move. Yeah, very sensible. So you put your arms up. One arm is your one arm is your laser. The other arm is your uh, telekinesis hook. Mm. You used to pick things up and throw them around, and both hands together will activate flight mode, and then where you look will control your direction. Cool. So, so you are sat down, but you could like accelerate, throw yourself at a wall. <laughs> that was quite scary because you did think you did sort of find yourself bracing for impact. Yeah. Um, and then for all that you were sort of sat down, if you then needed to turn around, you would have to kind of turn your body through 180 degrees and mm-hmm. uh, sort of look behind you to, to, to change direction. But yeah, you know, we, we were able to like virtually high five each other, <laughs> lick the visa at each other from across the room. And stuff. <laughs> it was really good fun. And we wicked. made, we made it out. Oh, nice. We survived. We survived. Um, and it, it was uh, it was an, an Oculus Rift uh, setup. So yeah. that's that's the, the hardware it was running. With the gloves and things. Um, no, it had, it had like a Kinect style motion detector bar in front of us. Oh, wow. Um, that's So it that's was just baller. picking up our antiquals from, from cold. Yeah, the only thing that we wore was was the Rift. Yep. We, we, we got given these kind of... Um, um, what's the, what's the word? Hy- hygienic masks. Yes, which were like little eye slits. Yeah. Uh, so they were. We were like wearing bandanas, <laughs> and then the office was resting on on top of that, and that was that was all we had to wear. And you had um, you had headphones o- over as well, so you yeah. could kind of hear people in game. Yeah, talking to one another. But it was good. It was a cool game. That you had to you had to collaborate on things. You had sections where um, you could see things that other people couldn't see, and you had to kind of call stuff out a bit like. Oh, Space Team. Have you ever played Space Team? No. Oh, I know what it is, though. Yes, I do know what it is, but I haven't. Yes, yes. So That's Space, very cool. Space Team is a is an app which, if everybody on the same Wi-Fi has a copy of it, um, you're essentially on the bridge of a doomed spaceship. And for some reason, this the UI of this spaceship is uh, incredibly bad <laughs> <laughs> because you have a control panel that tells you what other people need to do, and then you have a set of switches that other people need to tell you which ones to throw. <laughs> Hilarious. So you kind of have to bark out instructions to people like mm-hmm. plunge the decompressor and uh, and things like that. So yeah, it's was, it was that sort of, those sorts of puzzles mm-hmm. that you had to do. Um, and then there were some bits where you got separated and you had to find your own way out and then meet up with the, with the other team. And there, were loads, there was loads of shit to blow up. <laughs> mm, that's always fun. So I'm, I think I'm converted. Yay. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think yeah, with so many of these things, you find the right application, and and that gets you in. But what we all said after the escape room was that the um, the experience was great, but a lot of the puzzle was learning how to drive VR. Sure. And the actual the actual game wasn't that wasn't as challenging as the other one that we did. Yeah. Um, and I think you know that's it's still still on that part of the curve, isn't it? Yeah. Where there's there's people. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of points being scored for novelty, and so you sort of you almost don't need to try so hard to come up with a great story because you know that so many people are just going to be like, oh, it's a, it's a virtual world. Yeah, a whole new virtual world. Hmm. Uh, and you've started marathon training. Uh, yeah, I've got my um, uh, I've booked myself into a marathon this year. So um, marathon training, 16-week schedule started yesterday Ooh. with a rest day, which was nice, <laughs> um, which is good because I felt, I felt rough over the weekend. I actually thought that I'd got um, lingering VR sickness. 
Oh no! Like like what uh, people get on uh, cruises when they step off um, and, and come back to shore. Yes. Yeah. I had um, about an hour or so afterwards. I started feeling a little bit. I, I just I felt really really uh, hungry and had like like loads of stomach cramps mm. and uh, I couldn't quite explain it and it lingered all through Sunday and all through yesterday. Um, and, um, yeah, I was, I was worried that it was, it was a, a VR sickness because apparently there's the, the issue of your, um, your inner ear mm-hmm. not being affected by the VR. Right. Creates a, can, can create a travel sickness. Right. Because your eyes and ears are saying, I'm, I'm hurtling in zero gravity <laughs> towards a wall and I've just hit it. Yeah. Uh, and your inner ear is going, no, I'm sat down, mate. Yeah. And that, that disconnect can create uh, a nausea with people. And it's a nausea that can make them throw up in the game, but it can also stay with them after the fact. Right. But, um, but I just think they had a tummy bug, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that, so that was a relief because I, I do, do want to try it again. But yeah, no, marathon training's on. So that's, that's all good. Nice. Um, and I've done my first 5K of that today. So just a couple of hundred more miles. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I'm on a diet. So cool. uh, I, I might at some point go back into the because uh, I used to do a five k a day, and mm-hmm. it would be it would be nice to maybe get back into maybe not every day but get back into getting you know into the swing. But I'm on the um, my stomach's are rumbling at the moment, and the poor cats because the, the cats are on a diet. Well, not exactly a diet, but um, trying to uh, <clears throat> spread out their feeding times a little bit better and be a little bit more economical with the food because. Uh, Bailey, especially, she's turned into a big girl, so I'm trying to sort that out. Um, so we're, we're all uh, Bailey meowed at me earlier, and I was like, "I'm hungry too, Bailey." <laughs> what's your What's your dieting strategy then? I'm what, using what um, I'm 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 trying to go full discipline, so I'm using the whey, as in as in W H E Y, uh, protein stuff. Um, okay. So I've tried I've so tried that a like, before. Is that like um, to use a brand name? That's like SlimFast, then, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so basically. it's meal uh, replacement. replacement milkshakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I've done that before, and uh, the one I had, which was a, a diet way um, called My Protein, mm-hmm. awful name, um, was uh, it was fine, and for the most part, it was it was sort of it was filling enough, um, and you know, very low very little fat i used to have it with skimmed milk whereas now the one i'm having at the moment i'm having with water um but yeah i think going going full on that rather than anything where it's very tempting to just add a piece of bread or add a bit of cheese or whatever Mm. you know having this means it's that it's that and you know i had a banana and and so that's it so i'll have another one of those and then uh and then a normal main meal um so i've got uh i did um you know, because I still have my my food delivery things, and so I I got uh, yesterday I made a rather nice, um, basically a chicken a pulled chicken stew, um, and okay. uh, and it was really good, and so I've got the rest of that tonight, um, and so yeah, it's um, it's it'll be fine, and and uh, I, it should drop off me for the first couple of weeks, right. uh, because that's what tends to happen, and then and then we'll see we'll see what happens from there. So without uh, sort of stealing other people's segments, do we need to have like a Fitatron weekly roundup or anything on this? Or are you just going to kind of light touch, keep keep me in touch with what's I going on? I can keep you in touch. I'm not weighing myself at the moment because okay. I don't want to see what that number is. Um, mm. I, I don't, I, I'm already doing 
the right thing. I don't want to be made sad by looking at the number that says this is how far you let yourself <laughs> stray. Um, okay. Because I think all last year, it just it, it really didn't happen because of mm. various things. I got into a nice groove um, earlier last year, and it, it only lasted for a, for a couple of weeks. But it should have lasted for longer, and I can't remember why it didn't. But it was it was a nice period of I'd do some work in the morning, so I'd do maybe eight till I think it was about eight till one or half twelve mm. or something like that, and then I'd maybe grab something, a piece of fruit or something, and then I'd walk to the gym, and then I'd do half an hour, forty five, well, usually forty five minutes on the cross trainer or the bike, mm. and then I'd walk back, and then I'd have lunch and chill for half an hour or whatever, and then go back to work, and that was quite a nice little routine nice nice routine yeah yeah and And it's good good for your head as well yeah but i can't do that anymore because there's just there's so many things that i have to either be here for or there's Mm. the there's the american job or there's you know my other thing which uh you know with with podium now it's it's starting to really happen um Mm -hmm. in terms of uh Without my, without taking a salary at the moment, I think we might just edge a profit this month. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, and so if we, and, and we've got a nice little number of customers, we've got lots of people on the 14 day trial. So if they, if we keep a majority of them and if I double the number of, of active customers, um, mm. then that should mean that I can do this full time and it can be my one job and I can just have one job. That's awesome, dude. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm clinging on to that hope because I can't, it's it, like, it's not super sustainable, um, doing what I'm doing at the moment and sort of working 12 hours a day isn't ideal. And sometimes mm. a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit less, but, um, and often my weekends are working on podiums. So it's, it'd be nice to be able to actually just have the one job, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's why I've been clinging to, clinging yeah, to that you can, for the last. You can only sustain months. that for so long. Uh, it's been um, a while. So, getting to getting to that point would be would be good good for you. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there it then means I can take more control over things like exercise and stuff, um, and things like going and doing your improv. Well, yeah, I mean that's um, that that's still happening, and I'm hoping because the the course ends next week. Um, but mm. on Thursday, I went and saw the group doing. Um, the, so basically, the way it works is you have a course, which is a bunch of you know no marks like me who just want to meet some people and and try out some new skills. And there's like I don't know eight eight of us, and we do that on a Tuesday. Um, mm. And then the people that the course leader either deems to be good enough or they audition or whatever or however it works um there is a basically there is a house team so there is an improv team um that's like proper performers and they do a show on a thursday at the same place and Mm -hmm. the the format is quite nice so the format is they get a stand-up comic up and you know we're talking these are people who are just trying stand-up basically yeah Yeah. you know they're maybe doing it maybe they've been doing it for a while but they're not people you know not even any kind of circuit comic that you would have heard of um but they go and do maybe a 15 minute set and then there's a break oh sorry then then the um the improviser the, the house team come on interview mm-hmm. the comic and then do i don't know 20 minutes of improv around the um questions and and, and answers that they've gleaned from the interview Wow, and then there's okay. a break, and then they do the same thing again with another comic. And then there's a break, and um, then it's uh, 
what they call the jam or, or a jam and and that's basically the house team are up anyone who wants to join them can do mm-hmm. and so he the course leader who's the head of this team he encourages mm-hmm. people who were there from our course and there's only three of us at the, at the time we went on thursday he says like who wants to jump up and 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 jam and and i got i jumped up and then i ended up getting interviewed so i did that portion and then we mm-hmm. just we riffed a bunch of stuff and it was really fun and i think i did reasonably well um and i'm kind of going to be sad when so tonight is the last rehearsal or it's actually the first full rehearsal then we do the show next tuesday and then after that i kind of want to keep doing it so i might just carry on going to the thursday night things and doing the jams um or maybe even audition for the group or something i don't know um because i I, it's really fun and they seem like a good group so there's like a big jump then between doing the course and then being in the, yeah, in the group. And it, there's it, no... it may well be that I'm not um, entitled to do that. Uh, he may just say, no, you, you, there's far more work you need to do. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, that he's not uh, at the moment. I think he's just running the foundation course again. So I don't, I don't think there's enough people who are doing like the next level course up, uh, which would be, I think the, the next progression, but I'm going to see if, you know, if he says something like, look, you're welcome to, to try out and see if you'd, you'd work, um, work with the group, then, then that'd be great. We shall see, but I might just keep going to the Thursday things, um, because it's, it was, it was a load of fun. And I think cru- crucially in terms of the things you've just described, it's getting you away from work. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you're you're likely to drift into doing something. Um, how do you mean? Well, you're likely to drift into doing some podium work or something. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, not even drift. Like, oh, uh, yeah, no, I'd yeah. be, I'd be, I'd be doing it. Um, yeah. Or I'd be doing the um, the other work, which usually, you know, the 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 sort of the day job, as it were. Um, which is no hardship, but that's that's what pays the bills at the moment, and that's usually between sort of half two and nine, um, and so yeah, like I'd, I'd finish at nine, and and then yeah, I think yesterday I don't know what I did after nine, but it wasn't it wasn't going to sleep or it wasn't watching telly. It was definitely something. Oh, in fact, I know what I did. Um, I designed a um, body debit card for uh, for a, a podcast called The Hitchhiker's Galaxy. Yeah, I did my homework last night. That's what I did. Um, it looks very good. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I have I have seen mm. and um, I really like it. I um, I like how credit cardy it is, actually, <laughs> um, which, which is obviously the the whole thing but um a, a nice little um zz9p well all of the all of the numbers um yeah. so the the first oh there's a 42 on there oh. there is but the, the first the first eight numbers are uh the uh, the odds 267,791 uh oh sorry not se- see if i can get this right 267,709 to one against is the oh. uh, the odds of surviving 30 seconds in space it which is also is. the telephone number to a flat in islington where arthur met a girl who he uh, summarily failed to get off with um <laughs> nearly got that right and then obviously yeah then you got zz9 plural z alpha and then 42 so yeah all, all the numbers there or letters have significance um and, and then, little yeah. names down there, which is little nice. Names. Uh, which and then, like yeah. where the holders of the card, and then the back is lots of fun. There's another forty-two. Yes, that's Very your nice. little, uh, like your little CV two number, uh, and where you would you would have your signature, uh, and the magnetic stripe, and then yeah, and an actual <laughs> explanation of what the podcast is. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, that's a nice job. <laughs> thank you. Um, what happens now? 
what happens now is that I send that off to Moo. Cool. And uh, get that printed. And then we also um, get uh, get a certain T-shirt printed. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we do. I've only got done like a rough concept for you at the moment, which I have sent to you. Yes, you have. And I like it. And I really like the typeface. Oh, good. Um, so uh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm, I'm trying to get my, my picture of it. Yeah, it needs... Um, needs a little bit of bit of work on it so um maybe we won't share it just yet uh but i've i've i was thinking about um i wanted to sort of situate it in the 70s i've ended up probably going mm. a little bit further back than that um and there's there's a reason for that in a second um but yeah i was thinking about 70s early 80s and then i got thinking about how you would actually print a carrier bag back then which is you would only use one or two colors and you'd rely on the color of the bag to provide you a third one. So I went, started thinking about a limited color palette, and then my brain went immediately to Soviet cosmonaut program propaganda posters, um, which is why I've chosen uh, some su- suitably uh, anglicized versions of Russian fonts from the time. Um, uh, I just need to kind of paint a little bit of uh, a, a, a starscape in there, and I yeah. think it might actually be done. Um, yeah. Turns out, mm-hmm. turns out that duty free mega market port Bruster, <laughs> Alpha Centauri, be like the twenty second elephant with heated value in space. Bark is actually quite a lot of text to work with <laughs> um, text. on the design for a carrier bag stroke t shirt, um, which I hadn't quite anticipated when I started, even though I knew that it was a ridiculously long <laughs> um, bit of bit of information. But yeah, it's. It's, it's, it's looking like there might be something there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's something there. Uh, I'd, I'd have that, I'd have that on my wall. Uh, oh, I'd have nice. that framed uh, on my wall because um, it will be a conversation starter. Um, <laughs> it would take someone about thirty seconds to decipher the fact that they're English words, yeah, uh, because of the typeface. But then after that, they would go, "What the?" You know, and and then you get to have that conversation. Um, and so yeah, I, uh, I, I dig it. And um, I, 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 yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think I know a couple of people who would very much appreciate the art style um, oh, cool. that are perhaps members of, of said podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I think it, I think it looks great. So um, yeah, that's that's a that's a lovely job. That okay. Well, that's the go ahead to carry on with it then. Yeah, and in that and in that case, you may, you may put it in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you want to put the starscape in first, or uh, you know, do, do you want to have a sort of a final draft in, or do you want yeah, no, to? I'm, uh... fine, I'm fine with that one going on as cool as, as, as it is for the minute. Yeah, no, All right. that's cool. Oh, um, nice. cool, cool, excellent. And then we'll have to come up with some more ideas. The good thing is, is that, that there are a couple of people who've done t-shirts with this slogan on them, mm. and all they've just done is written words and put them on red bubble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is it. So I think my my thing is, as long as we um, have. In in all of the names of the products, as long as we SEO the shit out of it and and it's actually got mentions of the podcast in the name of the product, I'm going to be pretty mercenary about that. Um, uh, you know, as much as I hate it on Amazon when you've got a 15 word product name, um, I think that's probably what we need to do in order to get some of that sweet SEO uh, runoff. Yeah. Um, and just get the name Beware of the Leopard and the word podcast and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy some somehow uh, all combined in the same thing i think um would be would be good uh we, we yeah. should probably just uh come up with a beware of the leopard slogan t-shirt at some point yes um that might be the the next one to do 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, mm. I've got a f- still. Yeah, the the font the font is an odd font. I did I did it based on um, looking similar to. I think I tried to do it similar to the words "Don't panic," which are on the uh-huh. book uh, from the TV series. No, oh. no, because the TV series one looks like it's a um, Comic Sans. Uh, yeah, I think I might have done it from the film. Um, 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 important news for you. Yes. Redbubble. Yes. Will do a bespoke cover for a hardback journal. Oh. So we should totally do a don't panic. Yes. Hardback journal. I love that. Design as well. I love that. Um, that's a, that's like a Christmas present, that is. It, it is, it is. This is turning into a marketing meeting, but it's yeah. probably probably fine. Um, uh, to, to I know we don't break the fourth wall often, but just to break the fourth wall for a second, um, the 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 actual us, the the minutiae of us talking about uh, marketing plans for Boyer the Leopard probably isn't that that interesting. No, but I think the kind of context of talking about it might be interesting to other people. Yes. Um, can you speak to the topic of podcast discovery and how difficult it is for me? Yeah, uh, a lot. Um, hmm. So uh, there's a man called Todd Cochran who uh, has been um, or is uh, an early adopter of podcasting and owns a big podcasting uh, company, a, a podcast hosting company and and lots of services around that. And um, he also ran the uh, Podcast Awards uh, which is a, bun- a belighted, blight, blighted, that's a word, a blighted, um, well, it's a blight. Um, and uh, he's recently been credited with saying, there's no podcast discovery problem because mm. if you if you Google my name, um, <laughs> all my podcasts show up. Which if I shows, Google my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is what he said, which shows a, I mean, A, a lack of understanding of how the personalised nature of Google works, but, but we'll... we'll leave that aside it also shows a, a staggering lack of of understanding of what it's like for everyone who isn't todd cochran mm-hmm. um everyone who doesn't who who hasn't been podcasting for you know 15 16 years and and you know to to say that so so it's basically apple uh haven't done their what apple haven't done a great job and it's not really down to apple anymore uh, mm. of um finding out ways to to discover new podcasts um it's it's very difficult it is a difficult problem because it, it's almost unique in a sense of if you go to youtube that's already a curated space there is if you're going to watch video you're pretty much going to go to youtube now that's slightly migrating to twitch whereas you know if you want to watch gaming videos you definitely go to twitch but that's like a lot of stuff is actually moving over to twitch but you know if you want to i mean to a degree if you want to hear long if you want to read long form blog posts that are usually considered in a nice clean environment then you go to medium if you know um if you want you know produced um not independent television then you go to netflix there isn't an equivalent for that with Mm. podcasts even with the apple ecosystem even with their their them being basically the de facto directory you can't just really surf uh, uh, and quote unquote the directory and just hear a show because 
there's no because Apple hate the web. There's no interface on the web for it. Um, so you've got to use iTunes, and mm-hmm. that's clunky and it takes a while to load. And it, you can't just really zip around and and sample different shows easily. And it, you know it's it's a closed ecosystem, and some of the stuff is algorithmically generated. Uh, there is not a huge amount of curation, and that's because the Apple Podcast team, I think, their hands are they're, they're they're sort of they're, they're tied behind their back. They're they're trying to do all of this with one hand behind, tied behind their back. I think Apple Podcasts want to do more, um, but the, the the because it doesn't make money as a concern i don't think they're given the budget and the uh, and and you'll have to excuse me i'm I'm aware that i can't seem to speak at the moment it's because i'm starting to get a headache again because i i don't know if i'm coming down with something or whatever so i'm slightly distracted by the fact that my my brain wants me to lie down Um, maybe you've got vr motion sickness it's probably that yeah um So, um, so yeah, like there isn't the one place where you can go to to create podcasts or to listen to podcasts, and everyone is trying that at the moment. So there are some really valiant efforts. Podchaser is doing uh, a good job of trying to create a sort of IMDb of podcasts. There's also a couple of um, sh- uh, of sites that are trying to do exactly the same thing and link like guests and hosts and all that kind of stuff together, so that you can create this properly linked set of of, of information. And I think one of those may win out, and I like the idea of what Podchaser are trying to do and they've had some funding i think to to get off the ground uh and and they're 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 um in their beta program and and i think that's doing quite well and um i haven't used it in anger much but i i I certainly support the idea and the 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 guys behind it are nice um and there's uh there's discover pods which is a more more like a magazine and that has uh information about stuff there's earbuds collective which are trying to solve these problems so there's lots of people are trying to hack away at this problem because there is one and no one knows what the one solution is. I mm. think the one solution is better metadata because mm. podcasting is a uh, is a it's it's a standard um if we just um fix the standard and add more stuff to it or we move out of uh, XML uh, and RSS mm-hmm. and move to JSON feed we can more nimbly add stuff to that standard so one of my big things is you're you're listening to um an episode of I'm trying to think of a good example but you're listening to an episode of of thread and it happens mm-hmm. to be uh one that's got um John bounds in it and and let's let's ignore the fact that both you and I are on beware of the leopard but it, it shows up John's face as a guest. And Podient has some of this built in, but it's not a standard. So John's face comes up and it says, here's a guest. And you tap his name and then you can see other podcasts that he's either guested in or hosted. Right. And you can just discover things. So you go, I like that person. Oh, look, it's really easy to just find another podcast by him that I might like. Um, and that's a lot of this stuff I think can be solved by metadata, but uh, no one no one group is taking responsibility to do that there's a group called syndicated media who are trying to do stuff mm. but they're still basing it on rss and i think that's i think that's futile i think we have to move to the next the next um system so just just to sort of talk back through this thing about the uh the, the hosts how how would the how would the architecture of that actually actually work now i'm i'm assuming what you're saying is that the, the um the podcast players, the podcatchers would um, would have to know that that's an author and to a, a presenter and to go and get some sort of 
data record yeah, for them. So, so where is that data record going to be stored? Are you talking about a centralized repository? Ideally not. Um, ideally, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. I was getting worried. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this is, this is, and this is where we have a problem because mm. um, there's, there's stuff in my day job that I can't talk about, which is trying to address this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's technology around that, but uh, pretending that doesn't exist, um, trying to decentralize it is is part of the issue. So. One way that you can do that is what I'm doing at the moment with Podiance is if you've got a guest, mm-hmm. um, you can type in their Twitter handle and it'll it'll pull that information from Twitter. You can type in a Facebook address. You can type in lots of different addresses and it will try and pull information from that, which you can then amend or update. So um, LinkedIn doesn't work because LinkedIn hate um the web they they don't like yeah. Yeah. they won't let you scrape their data at all, which is asinine. They, they'd rather that they were a CD ROM. Um, yes. Exactly, they are actively <laughs> actively against the the open internet, which yeah. is not surprising because they're for suits um, who don't yeah. understand anyway. Hmm. Um, and, their, and their model is their model is built on creating scarcity and rarity in their own data and then selling it to you. So, there you go, exactly. Which is yeah, you know, that's that's a business model. That's fine. Yeah. That's what you've chosen. It's yeah. shit. It's shit. Exactly. I, I mean, as bad as Facebook are, you can still actually get metadata from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually, re- yeah. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I, I take that from Facebook. I'll take it from. I'll take it from wherever I can get it because it's using a standard of of uh, metadata, which oddly enough, Facebook invented. Um, called Open Graph, and that works really well. And so with that data, you can pull a little bit of information about a person by by typing in some information, and that gets stored against the episode. Um, and so th- there might be a photo, a short biog, and some links. And the way I suggest that we do this is by using common links. And so um, how you actively link, it might be difficult, but it, it could come down to how the podcast app or the or the directory that the app is using how that um links uh, how how that indexes all the information so if you get a bunch of hosts attached to a podcast and each host has got a url you can just search that url across your index and find other podcasts uh other host records that have that same url because URLs are a great identifier for everything on the internet, you yeah. know, because if I always use stedman.io, which is my personal website, if I say that's my website across the internet, that's a great identifier for me as a person. Better it's than almost a, like they're uniform resource. It's almost like they're, they're an indicator for, um, for, for, for finding resource, for locating resources uh, in, in, a universal, in a uniform manner. And so... Uh, you know, so better than like a Twitter handle or or a Facebook handle because those things can change. Something immutable is really good, and so you could do a search across your index and say, "Give me all of the podcasts hosted by Mark Stedman, hosted by Stedman.io that aren't the one I'm looking at now." And there you go. And so that index might be maintained by the uh, developer of the app. It might be a third party index that, uh, that that app and other apps can talk to. Um, it might, you know, and so that's how you, you do it by, but part of it means dis, uh, decoupling ourselves from the Apple directory and starting to work on something more open and and the 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 job that I'm working on at the moment is actually part of what it's trying to do is is to actively solve that problem. Uh it's kind of trying to do it for for reasons other than the ones I've given but it's having that 
very very positive side effect um and uh and 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 that that may be sometime away in the future i don't know yet but i think there is there are ways that this can be done using the traditional web um but it just it needs the heads of the i said this on platform a few weeks ago it effectively needs the heads of the five families to come around a table and speak to each other and for one of them to not walk into the bathroom and come back with a loaded shotgun <laughs> it, it, it needs everyone to sit and agree and go you know what it's actually better for everyone if we do this if we all um work to i don't know a standard right um and apple won't do that because apple don't and so it would then be incumbent on everyone else to then start saying, all right, well, we're, we're leaving you in the dust. You come and let us know when you're ready to catch up. We'll be over here building the future of the of the system using, you know, JSON feed and, uh, and a bunch of standards that we've all agreed to use. Uh, and, you know, some apps will adopt and some apps won't. Give us a call when you, you know, when you're ready to, to join in again. Otherwise, you can keep maintaining your little directory over there. And I think... That will be fine. And again, like I'm not slamming Apple Podcasts because I think they're trying to do what they can do. And I, you know, I was I was on on with their support team yesterday, and they were as helpful as they can be. But I think there's only so much they can do because there's only like five of them. There's a really really shocking small number of people who actually work on Apple Podcasts, and mm. that's that's on Apple. Uh, you know, they they could do a lot more, but you know, podcasts don't make money for Apple, so. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's frustrating, isn't it? They, they've they've essentially got the market, yeah, and they don't really seem to want it. No, they, they've got the ball, and they don't really want to play with it. They're kind of just lazily dribbling with it, uh, and it's like someone wants to come along and go, "Can I have the ball?" No, I'm using it. Well, you're not really, but I want it, and that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, it's yeah. like they won't give the ball to someone else because they want it. Is there or could there be a role for a group like the W3C in in all of this? Now, obviously, they've got they've got plenty on, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but is is there a role for them? Um, I think it needs somebody like that, doesn't it? You see, I I don't know because. Uh, having these kinds of having had these kinds of conversations before i think it needs interoperability and intercommunication rather than it being something prescriptive and handed down and that's why i think working together you know in in the sense of the the internet being what it is and that it mm. doesn't come from a central source mm. i think podcasting is it's the best medium in the world and it's also the worst medium in the world because mm. it doesn't have a central governing body um, yeah. or it's, you know, and I think most of what happens is kind of things that we've sort of agreed on doing, you know, RSS isn't a law. It's just a, and it, it's not a rule, but it's what we've agreed to use as the way of reading podcasts. Um, mm. That you know, people are toying at the moment with delivering podcasts via JSON feed, and that's great. It's just I haven't bothered getting back into it uh, after the first initial rush of excitement because no one, no apps are supporting it, and so no one's going to consume podcasts in that way. And so until Overcast or some other app comes along and says we're going to start using this actively using it, then we can start to get interested. Um, but at the moment, it's just kind of, oh, that's novel that you can use JSON feed, this much slimmer 
uh, more reliable, easy to pass, smaller, everything better format. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so much you could do with it. If there there really way. is, and, and and that's it's frustrating to to know. I, I'm I'm arrogant enough to think I, I'm, I'm to be fairly confident that I actually have a lot of the answers to how we fix this mm. problem. But and so to kind of know that there are solutions, but not be able to be able to implement them because you, I mean, ignoring the fact that I'm just some kid in Birmingham, I'm not mm. in San Francisco, uh, and and I can't have these conversations with with the bigwigs. Ignoring that. Even if I were one of those mucky mucks, getting everyone else together, it's mm. just going to be a nightmare. And and so I, I think what I what I am excited about is there seems to be a lot more grassroots stuff happening now between things like Discover Pods and Podchaser and um, various sites like that. Some will come and go. Some you know some will stick around. You know there was the um, a, a lovely magazine called the Tambre. Um, which existed for a, I know a couple of years, and that was a, a sort of nice long form journalistic magazine type thing that was delivered over. I think that was RSS, and then you've got things that are delivered over email and stuff where people mm. are talking about these things. And there's lots of grassroots things like that, and I think it's this generation coming up, mm. which are hopefully going to be more able to to affect change. And I want to be part of that generation because uh, that it, it is frustrating how hamstrung we are and, and the solutions are there. We just need to, I don't know whether it's about being brave enough or about whatever, but yeah, decisions aren't being, aren't being made that should be. Mm. Cool. Watch this space then. Yeah. I'm going to um, have to go in a minute, Treacle. Oh, mate. Do you want to set some homework for me? Yeah. Um... Well, I want. I mean, I think you should finish the uh, finish the artwork, mm. um, and then I. Oh yes, okay. I okay. want you to listen to an episode of, and it may be two by the time we come back. The uh, Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Okay, uh, they've just started. Uh, I don't know how many parts it will be. My guess is probably two, but it may be more. They've done um, so. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a, a comedy show that is um, basically a magazine show for the beef and dairy industry, and right. it's written by a um, uh, and presented by a comedy Welshman called uh, Ben Partridge, who a comedy has, Welshman, yeah, <laughs> who is he's a real Welshman. He's just funny. Um, who does uh, i think he's you know he, he's kind of one of those staff writers that you'll see on on bbc type shows and he's got the show on maximum fun and um so every month i think it comes out and uh it's interviews with people and it's all just very it gets inside jokey but but in a very accessible way you you sort of don't have to there aren't jokes that you have to have listened for ages to to get you can sort of get on board very easily and you just have to buy into this bizarre world of this beef obsessed um magazine and uh and their sponsors and everything and it's it's a it's a it's a great show and it i I got to present them with the uh comedy award from the british podcast awards last year um, yes, and I knew I, I knew I'd heard of this. Yes, they were they were deserving. But the reason I bring it up is uh, they've they've just started a narrative um, podcast. It's on the same feed. It's the same show, but they're doing a little narrative mini series, and it's called Redeeming Eli. So what I'll do is I'll tell you to Google 
mm-hmm. uh, Beef and Dairy Network, Eli Roberts, and listen to he's. I think he's done two shows prior to this, two interviews. Okay. To do those first, listen to those. He's a he's a he's a gruff Welshman who's uh, he he's um he is a slaughterhouse operator and he has a compound and he's just this amazing like it's it's sort of semi improv i think semi improvised show but it's okay. extremely well put together and so elo roberts is this main character uh who's been in a couple of these shows and now what they've done is a sort of s-town-esque um this american life style plinky plonky slow piano guitar soft voices interview type show called redeeming eli and it's about this guy who's had like i said he's had a couple of episodes already mentioning now that they're dedicating a mini series to him and it's 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 it it does it plays with the tropes really well so uh, listen to those first and then start redeeming eli that's your homework okay okay cool um do you listen to every little thing i have done yeah i don't normally listen to it yeah i listen happen to listen to one um just this morning and um based on some of the things we talked about today i'm going to ask you to listen to december 18th episode mm-hmm. your bedtime is killing you oh crikey mm. it's just a kind of a health and well-being mm-hmm. chat about making sure you take some time off and get some sleep <laughs> is this an intervention john funny you should say that the show notes literally say flora stages a fact intervention <laughs> uh, and she phones up her co-host and talks to him about his sleep patterns oh wow okay i've put it in my uh to-do list app so I'll and um it. and also you need to press the go button on those cards because they're great thank you oh okay thank you mate i might cool. send them to um to to john and danny and see what they say um yeah i'm gonna, no, I'm uh, gonna uh, throw the t-shirt design up in a second yeah, as well that's not to... me discounting your approval uh, I, I, I want to make that clear. I'm not saying I want to make sure they think it's okay because yeah, I don't like trust it. your opinion. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it just it it may be that that they find some stuff that we've missed. So okay. yeah, all right, that's cool. All right, love you, ma'am. Take care, man. <laughs>